Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Monday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. Guys, the holiday season, is it's almost upon us. If you've got Bulldogs that you've got to put stuff under the Christmas tree for, well, I'm just telling you right now, College Corner is the place to go. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're enriched by Fleet Feet or flowed by the Half Shell, or you can always just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant time. Sorry about that. I had like I had an itch. I was like, what's going on here? So I, I, so I have a question. People who see me, on, they'll see me tomorrow on C Spire Television. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see what they did to my beard here? Like, they they really got me up high. Yeah, got more. Like know, I had to crap going. I had to adjust my beard line because I was developing a double chin, as you can see now, because I've shaved my entire face. Yeah. Um. So I, I dropped the beard line below the chin, which mm-hmm. you, know, you know, back in the day when I when my face wasn't getting fat and I was uh, skin and bones. Yeah. You know, it would I could shave my beard like you did. Yeah. But once you get older and you start developing three chins and all that, I know you how need you need a little more hair underneath there. Yeah, and protects. But now they, they found I'm your not... jawline and they just cut it at the jawline. Yeah, I don't know what she did, so we'll just have to make it grow back naturally. You, on the other hand, I got a road. Shaving. I got I got a road to uh, to get on. I, I mean, I'm... you look like you're ten right now. Just want to point that when you guys see Robbie Falk's face, I, I, hold on, I'm a. Yeah, you know, if you weren't wearing, you're wearing uh, just a plain white T-shirt. If that wasn't a bad yeah. look for you, I would, I would screenshot. This it. a bad look. Yeah, well, you're just at home though. It's, if you wouldn't go out like that, is what I'm saying. No, I wouldn't. So yeah, no, when you're I, at home, it's so, one 
on Saturday was my daughter's fifth birthday party. Yes. And she wanted to be Wednesday Adams. And she told me that she wanted me to be the dad, which is Gomez. Gomez. Right. So yesterday I shaved my uh, Fu Manchu into a like literal pencil stash, which everybody said was great. Everybody loved it. So I, th- I was kind of, I thought it would be a little, you know, pedophilish, but they thought it looked good. So um, I couldn't keep that. I, it just, it was a little scary. So I, I just shaved it all off. This is the first time I've shaved clean since 2020. Mm. But it's, it's a no shave November is right around the corner. I'm, I'm about to go about full to go, beard. Go nuts. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't ever do no shave November. I, cause I always get a haircut in the middle. I just trim down. It's been every year for me for like 15 years. I've done no shave oh, November. So well, yeah. Restaurant Tyler, Starkville's flagship restaurant. Place to go when you want to have a special occasion, but just eating at Restaurant Tyler is a special occasion. That's the best place to eat dinner in our fine city here in Starkville. Great steaks, pasta, vegetarian options. The sides are awesome, and of course, they have my favorite dessert in all of Starkville, the delicious stuffed pancake. If you got a, a, a big occasion coming up, you want to you pop the question, you want to you want to, you know, take a girl out on a big date, let her know you might love her. The place to go is restaurant Tyler. Ah, 16 priority one bank. Look, I got a, I got a bad feeling about this show, Robbie. I feel like I feel like we're teetering on, on the rails here already. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. 16 priority one bank locations. Mississippi State place. sports are teetering on the rails. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, 16 priority one bank locations. I'll get it out eventually. Here to serve you throughout central Mississippi. Guys, banking locally, it's just as important as eating locally, shopping locally. You eat at your local restaurants. You shop at your local stores. Why would you not bank with a local bank like Priority One? If you live in central Mississippi, there's a branch near you, and new branches are going to be popping up all the time. Give them a look and find out what kind of relationship you can have with a community bank like Priority One. Let Priority One Bank should make you their priority. The off week for the Bulldogs, so no tell them fault, no things that are true. We'll do some coffee as for closers, though, because I think there's a couple things worth pointing out there later in the show. Robbie, the second half of the season starts for Mississippi State today. We'll, we'll talk to Zach Arnett a little later uh, this afternoon uh, and get his thoughts on, on Arkansas and the off week and what all is going on there. This is a program that, you know, incredibly – is, is that the record that I thought they would be at right now? I think you had them at four and two, but regardless, three and three, it, it just kind of is what it is. And for Mississippi State, I, I don't know which way. You know, I feel like they're at they're at a fork in the road, right? And I don't know which way they're going to go. I feel like I'm leaning like they're going to go down the uh, the dark and scary way. But there is a path with with lighting and and you know signs for Bucky's at the next exit. When you look at these next six games, these final six games, these five games coming up, the the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss is a better team than Mississippi State, top to bottom. Right now, Ole Miss is a better football team. If you said I had to predict the winner of that game today, I would pick Ole Miss to win. But Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky. Southern Miss, Texas A&M, that's not in the correct order, but regardless. None of those teams are just infinitely better than Mississippi State. Those teams have not played well this year. 
They've been playing worse as of late. Arkansas has lost five straight. Auburn can't score on anybody. Kentucky has started out 5-0. and Now they've been punched in the mouth and fallen apart. Texas A&M, I don't know that Jimbo Fisher will be there when State gets there in November. These are winnable football games, and State could win them all. And they could win the Egg Bowl because the Egg Bowl is the Egg Bowl, and you never really know. The other side of that coin is the other way, and that's they could lose them all. If they play the way they played against LSU and Alabama and and in some ways South Carolina, they will lose all of those games. South Carolina fans, by the way, who gave Robbie crap uh, after that. How are you feeling today, guys? We're going to talk about you all later. (laughs) It's later. Don't worry. Robbie. Yeah, because I I said they weren't a great team. They weren't a very good team. They're not. They're not a good team at all. State 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 should have beat teams like that. Yeah. News flash to South Carolina fans if you're listening. You're not the first crappy team to beat Mississippi State, and you certainly won't be the last. It happens almost every year. Robbie, this is a fork in the road. And I guess there may be a third way where you know State finds a way to get six wins. They get, you know, three more wins, but they don't look good and it's it's uninspiring. Where is this team headed as we enter the second half of the season? Ooh, it's uh it's unknown for me. I think the defense is going to continue to be bad. The offense, I, I don't know. Uh, I think this week will tell us a lot because it's very likely we're going to say Mike Wright. I have not confirmed anything as far as the length of uh, Will Rogers' injury, but I'm leaning towards him not playing this week. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I, I don't know how I'm much. As well. I don't know how much longer that's going to be, but. It appears that it's probably going to be Mike Wright's team, at least for this week, maybe the next week. And if he comes out and the offense is flowing well and he's having a really good showing, then you might have something in the back half of the schedule because you have a different kind of quarterback that we haven't seen in this offense full time. So that really is the biggest thing for me. I think the defense is going to continue to be bad, but – can this offense score 30-plus on the road under Mike Wright? That's the biggest thing. Can they go to Arkansas, and can they score four touchdowns? If you score 31 at Arkansas, I got to think you're in position to win that game. You'd be in the game. I mean, uh, the game. I know I know. State's defense is terrible. I, I get it. But – They've got to be able to get some stops against Arkansas. Arkansas's offense is, from a play calling and scheme perspective, dreadful. Mm-hmm. They did score three touchdowns against Alabama. I understand that, but it's a it's not a good offense. State has got to be able to get stops in that game. Mm-hmm. So it's really it's up to that. I mean, Auburn's offense is terrible. Arkansas's offense is not good. Um, you know, Texas A and M's is not good. It's not good. So if you're, I mean, your defense isn't going up against juggernauts. Can you can you be average on the defensive side of the ball the rest of the way? That's kind of the big the big thing. Now, the Ole Miss game is is a different story, mm-hmm. um, and it's a different story too in the fact that it's a rivalry game and you just never know what happens in that one. But I, I don't know where they're going. I feel like the Arkansas game is going to tell us. Yeah. Whatever happens in that game, if State comes out and wins that game. It's game on for Mississippi State. They can win seven. Yeah. But if they lose that game, they could very well lose to everybody on the schedule. I I still don't think there's – that they would have to be absolutely falling apart to lose to Southern Miss. I mean, Southern Miss yeah. is, is off. So I, I'm still counting that as a win. I'm, I'm not, you know, 
just over the moon about that. But Southern Miss is so bad. Even a bad Mississippi State team should win that game. But the rest of the games, I have no clue. I mean, I would pick State to probably lose most of those, but who knows? I think right now with the Egg Bowl, you just kind of have to uh, – this might be tough for Mississippi State fans, but you just got to kind of put it on the back burner. All right. Yeah. When you get to the Egg Bowl, you worry about the Egg Bowl. Right now, you got to worry about these other games. And at the end of the, I mean, it would really, it would hurt if State somehow put it together, won five straight, was eight and three going to the Egg Bowl and lost. That'd be painful. But you would at least say, okay, they, they figured it out. They won eight games. It's going to be okay. But I don't know that that's going to happen. I, I, I've never had less of a handle on Mississippi State, maybe since 2016. I, that, I always thought that 2016, 2016 team was much, much better than it played. But they they had the same problem this team has. They couldn't stop anybody. You know, offensively that team was fine. They were fine, but they they couldn't get stops when they needed them, and that's a huge issue. But like you said, these next two weeks you're playing teams that have struggled offensively this year. Now KJ Jefferson is a great player, and but he is just not. He just doesn't have the the scheme around him to play to his strengths like he's had the past few years. And that Rocket Sanders has been beat up and, and is just not the same running back that he was a year ago. But they don't have the weapons in the passing game. But he's a good they're, quarterback. They're playing hard. They're, they're playing, playing hard. That's... That, that, that's the, and this may I may actually ask Arnett about this, because when you have a team that's lost five straight the way they've had, and they've been close losses, right? Games that they were in the game until the final play, almost. Does that make a team sort of have the resolve to win games. Like, we're so close, guys. Let's get over the hump here. We can do it this week. Or does it turn into, we're just, we just don't know how to win? Because that's that, where I that's, think Arkansas is kind of at right now. Yeah, that is, that's the big question. What is, what's that team going to look like next week? Are they going to be so exhausted with playing these, these close games that they just, you know, give up? Or have they gotten, you know, a little bit of momentum from, being in the ball game with Ole Miss and LSU and Alabama and BYU, the other loss that they had, could have won that ball game. Like four of their five games, they were they were within single digits, had a chance to win the games. So that, I, I never really know how to gauge that. You know, sometimes it can be taxing. Sometimes it can really kind of affect your your psyche and your your thought process going into the ball games that you just you're waiting for something bad to happen. Or it could be a situation where you feel like you're on the cusp and all you got to do is, you know, win a ball game and everything's going to be fine. So I, I don't know how this particular team – I mean, I I feel like they have the leadership with, with K.J. Jefferson and, and Rocket Sanders that they should have, you know, a little bit of confidence coming in this game. But you just never know. I mean, they've lost five straight. It could be a situation where they just say, you know what, we're just not a good team. So I, that's going to be kind of the thing I'm watching this week, I think. And I have no idea where Arkansas is mentally, obviously. Yeah. But it, it, it feels like their frustration level has to be really high. And if they, I feel like if Arkansas was playing, I'm trying to think of, uh, trying to think of somebody better on their schedule. I guess I'd be just about anybody. They play. They have Florida on the schedule this this year. They were playing Florida this week. They'd be like, "Gosh, we just can't catch a break, and it's, it's just falling apart. And why are we trying so hard?" I think they're going to look at Mississippi State and say, "We can beat them. We can beat them." 
And so I, I expect to get Arkansas's best shot. I, I don't think there's going to be you – know, there were some people talking last week that Arkansas might have tapped out by the time they play this game. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to look at Mississippi State as this is our best chance to win and get this season back going the right direction that we're going to have. Because they're in the same spot Mississippi State is. They're actually a little bit worse off now. Yeah. Because th- th- this would be six losses in a row for them, whereas State's at least coming off of a win. So they they're know still that looking at balance too. I still, I still think they're they're still probably looking at five wins tops. Oh yeah, probably, probably. But the SEC is just not good this it's year. It's just man. not good top to bottom. Georgia, Georgia is good enough. Alabama is okay. This is not your typical Alabama team. LSU's offense is incredible, but yeah. their defense is not. You put LSU's offense with like Alabama's defense, and buddy, you got a juggernaut that cannot be stopped. They they would they would win every game fifty to nothing. Um. Yeah. After that, I mean, it's it's entirely possible the the the, the fourth best team is probably Ole Miss right now. I, I say Ole Miss is probably the third best team. Top to bottom. And then yeah. the fourth best team legitimately might be Missouri. I've been really I've been impressed with Missouri, man. I I, good. I I have not bought Missouri until lately. I think the LSU game I started to believe, okay, this might actually be a solid team. And then, you know, this week they go to the Kentucky is you know, we've talked about it. Kentucky's a good team at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just look terrible. On Saturday, so I, I think, yeah, I think Missouri is very much in the conversation in the East as you know one of the better teams. It's kind of crazy. I would have never expected that, but yeah, you know, here we are. It's just uh, it, it they they they've played well, and they're a lot better than I, than I thought they would be. Kentucky, you mentioned them playing well at home. They get crushed at home last night. They've been terrible on the road under Mark Stoops, and State gets them here in Starkville. That's a reason to look at that game and say, well, State might have a chance. Every game, these losses are going to be painful if they happen because you're going to feel like State had a chance in all of them. I don't think State's going to get blown out by Arkansas, by Auburn, by Kentucky, by Texas A&M, obviously not by Southern Miss. The Egg Bowl could get get away from Mississippi State, but like I said, we'll worry about that when we get there. They, I feel like if State loses these games, they're going to be incredibly, incredibly painful just to watch. Like this, I, I'm I'm a little surprised that you know State is a nine point underdog at Arkansas. That's nine, a big, it's a big it's a big number. It's a big number for a team that's two and five. Yeah. But it's lost five straight. But Nobody told, has faith. Nobody has I, faith I, in Mississippi State. Well, right I tweeted. Now. I said Vegas obviously has no faith in Mississippi. They didn't have any before the start of the season. That's why the over under was six and a half. And now they don't have any faith because they've seen them play. And they look at KJ Jefferson and say that's a veteran quarterback, knows what he's doing, and State can't stop the pass and they can't pressure him. So what what do you what do you expect to see? So. This is going to be either one of the biggest redemption stories we've ever seen in, in, in SEC history, and Zach Arnett's going to walk away from this at the end of the year saying, I, I am the guy here. Or State's going to be talking about a coaching change in, in, in a month and a half. Yeah. There's just no, there's just, I feel like there's no middle ground for Mississippi State here. I feel like what I just said about, you know, they go 6-6 six and six and they decide to run it back with no momentum. I, I, no, I, I just don't see that happening. 
It, it would be like if they would have brought back Joe Moorhead for year three. Mm-hmm. Except for this is year one. Yeah. <laughs> There's just – I. it's hard to find anybody right now that has a whole lot of faith in the direction of this program. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, – there's and not even a forehead, you know, he had won the egg bowl twice. Yeah. I mean, been two ball games. Yeah. Was recruiting fairly well. Also, I'll go to my grave saying this. He would have won three straight egg balls because state that state, that old miss team could not stop the run at all. And if he had gone up there with Garrett Schrader and Kylan Hill, he would have easily won that game. I firm I I will go to my grave saying it. In Might not 20- have won another game the whole year, but he would have won that one. Might have he had, he had Ole Miss's number for somehow. I mean, well, he had I mean, their number as he had Matt Luke to go against. He didn't have Lane Kiffin. I don't know that he That's was true. won any more since then, but he would have won in twenty twenty. I, I firmly believe. Yeah, I mean, because State had a chance in that twenty twenty game. They lost by seven, and they couldn't run the ball in the worst rush defense in the country. This is, this is another. This is a whole podcast. I could do a whole podcast on that twenty twenty egg ball should have gone. Um, continuing the. Uh, well, let's, let's let's we'll get into that in a second. Let's 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 move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. We want to remind you that beef, it's what's for, what's for dinner. We're going out to dinner tonight. I, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm in a burger mood tonight. I'm hope wherever we go, I'm going to order. I think I'm going to order a burger. I'm in I'm in that kind of mood this evening. I don't know why. So, I had a steak at Lake Teacotta last night. It was excellent. Some, was it outstanding? It was excellent. You get some pie. I did, and I was so full, man. Okay, I was okay. so full. I can't believe okay. I turned it down, but I was just so full. I, I, I would never turn out a piece of pie from Lake Theocata. Um Wherever you go this weekend, though, if you're cooking out, if you're staying home, going out to eat, whatever it is, throw some beef on the grill. Either you're doing it or you're telling the chef to do it, one way or the other. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill, and nothing beats helping out our 15,000 uh beef producers here in this state. They do nearly a half billion dollars worth of agribusiness every year. Help your state out by eating a steak. I mean, I can't help you. I can't make it any easier for you than that. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Weather this week is going to be great. So sitting out on that patio will be a fantastic time at Two Brothers. And of course, you get to enjoy some of the best food in town. It's not just barbecue. When you go to Two Brothers. And also don't forget when it's Two Brothers, it's a Bulldog initiative business. So you're supporting the Bulldogs every time you go to Two Brothers, smoke meats in the heart of the Cotton District, and enjoy some smoked Southern soul food. Great products and great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for 48 years. I, I wish I knew exactly what day they opened in life. So I could, I, I don't know, we may already be at 49. I don't know the answer. I'm going to have to wait till the new year to change over. You shouldn't wait that long to change over if you need technology for your business, though. If you need a new copier, a new printer, new computers, new laptops, anything, give them a call, put them to work for you, and then when you need service, it's just like dealing with your next-door neighbor. Huge difference dealing with a Mississippi company. We say it all the time, buy locally. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. Guys, it's getting chilly outside. It's time for a new pullover, a new quarter zip. And they've got them at the Rogue. And they've got them with the logos that you want. They've got the interlocking MSU. They've got the state script. They've got the M over S. 
and they look great, and they're great name brands, and it's the service that you get with the Rogue, which is one of the South's top men's clothing stores. It just can't go wrong. And again, the holiday season is coming up. If you want to put something under the tree that dad's really, really going to like, get him a new quarter zip from the Rogue's Collegiate Collection. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Bad recruiting news for Mississippi State on Sunday as three or four, whatever service you look at, star uh, cornerback P.J. Woodland uh, decommitted from Mississippi State. Uh, the intelligence that I read on, uh, I, I was reading this on three website. Don't know if you've, you've checked that out or not, but they, 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 they believe that it's going to be either Ole Miss or LSU. If LSU uh, decides they'll take PJ, they feel pretty good about him getting up there. Otherwise probably going to end up with the rebels. And that's a tough, bitter pill for Mississippi state to swallow. And the truth of the matter is this Mississippi state hired a, 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 a staff based on the premise that they were going to dominate recruiting here in the state of Mississippi. And they're just not. And we can talk. I really don't want to have the argument of, well, they were never going to get Kamarion Franklin. They were never going to get Jeffrey. I, I, I don't want to have that argument. That's, that's a totally different argument. Because my, I would argue, like, why can't they get them? Why can't they get in the game with them? But that's a totally different argument. But then when you're losing your own commitments, when you're losing the guys that have been committed to you for months, it's tough to find a positive here with Mississippi State football over the past couple months. And I, I just wanted one weekend. <laughs> I, I just wanted one weekend. <laughs> we did the same thing with baseball. We couldn't just get away from the negativity. It was just like constant. It was just a you know wave of negativity every single day. And finally, we get a week off. We don't have to deal with Mississippi State football being bad and the message boards and all that stuff. And then this happens. Like, why can't we just have, like, one weekend? We get one nothing. Week? We, we can't have anything nice on this show, Brian. I don't know why. We're but, not good people. Yeah, it's just not – there's no juice. It's not, like, everybody's angry. It's not – people are starting to just check out. Mm-hmm. And that appears to be happening with recruits too. Mm-hmm. And if you can't sell the future of your program, if you can't sell, you know, we're moving in the right direction, how are you going to be able to sell this program at all to the fan base or recruits? Like if, if we could see they had some really good guys coming in, some things to get excited about, if we could see that, tangibly see that Mississippi State is moving in the right direction – I think you could sell a lot of people on where this program's going. Right now, I, there's no reason for optimism. Your class is being held together by two four-star wide receivers that, you know, people, fans will admit to you, they don't feel great about those guys. But, I mean, I I don't have any reason to believe that they're going to lose Stonka or J.J. Harrell, but those are two players that people, especially at Ole Miss, they'll sit there and troll Mississippi State fans about, those being the guys that they're going to come after. And it's just like you have no reason. It's just you're hanging on by a thread with these players. You're losing some of your best players. By the way, defensive back is uh, – uh, the defensive backs from Mississippi State are not good right now. So yeah, you kind of need a, some good that's players. That's another thing right there, right, that you weren't able to keep a kid that you would probably be able to say you'll be in contention for a starting job next year. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole thing with P.J. Woodland, you know, he didn't go to LSU because they didn't have a 
scholarship for him or whatever, you know. So I think that that's kind of coming around again. I think he went to LSU this weekend maybe. Mm-hmm. I may be wrong on that. But it, it appears that they're back in the picture and they're saying, hey, um, we got a spot for you, I'm, I'm guessing. But it's there's just nothing to be excited about with this team right now. Can I, and, can I have a little rant, by the way? Am I allowed to do that? Sure. Sure. Okay, thank you. I'm going to read PJ's tweet here. I would like to thank Mississippi State and the entire community for the love and support you've shown me. As you all know, I've been committed to Mississippi State since June 2023 and was my full intention to play in front of you all at Davis Wade Stadium. God has another plan. Due to unforeseen circumstances, I am reopening my recruitment. Why can't you just say you don't want to go to Mississippi State? God has another plan. Why does God's plan always seem to involve not keeping your word? Like, I don't care where P.J. Woodland goes to school. I really don't. Like, see him at Mississippi State, he's a good football player, but he wants to go somewhere else. That's his choice. This is his life, not mine. But when you say God has another plan, like, am I really supposed to believe God was like, yeah, yeah, just go ahead and break your word, and uh, we're going to get you on the right path here. Why, and why do, I, why do I have a feeling that God's plan will involve the transfer portal at some point? Like, just just say you don't want to go to Mississippi State right now. Like, you know, based on what I've seen on the field right now, I'm just not convinced that Mississippi State is the right place for me. I'll be honest with you. The kid from Arizona, I don't know if you've kept up with this or not. It's a five-star kid. Yeah. He, he, was, he was committed to Arizona. and Basically going to Oregon. He decommitted. Think. He looks like he's going to flip to Oregon. And in his thing, he said, based on what I've seen from the staff at Oregon, I don't believe that is the best place to make my – my dreams of becoming an NFL player come true. So he was just honest. He was like, I don't think that's the staff to get me to the next level. And they people are roasting him for it. I'm going to roast him a little bit. Like, God, just say you don't want to go to Mississippi State. What's, I don't, you, don't have, you don't have to bring the big dog into it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm kind of over com, uh, recruit post anyways. Yeah. Like the like, it's like they just follow. Well, I finally other. reached my boiling point with it. This is the one that is that finally sent me over. I was like, I'm so tired of God's plan and being involved involved with. Well, I don't want you know some school. I don't want to go to school there anymore, even though I committed there. And with that, with that being said, with that being said, yeah, uh, respect my decision. I will Due not be taking unforeseen interviews. circumstances. I am reopening my, what are the unforeseen circumstances? <laughs> Tell me what they are, PJ. I want to know what they are. See, and again, again, I want, I, I feel like I'm, I'm like angry, uh, you know, 69 dog 420 trolling him. Like we didn't want you anyway. Look, PJ Willen's a good football player. Mississippi state wanted him on their roster. And it, look, wherever he goes, I don't, I really don't care that much, right? If he goes to Ole Miss, you know, obviously I'm not going to cheer for him, but that's his choice. This is his life. He can do what he wants. But just, just be a man and say, I don't want to go to state and I'm decommitting and I'm going to reopen my recruitment and we'll see where it goes from there. Just, just, just do that. Yeah. It's, a, it's the, the recruit, the recruit, uh, notes that they put on Twitter, just so they always slay me. Yeah. But um you know back to the original conversation it's just you know I I can't blame some of these kids for saying you know what I just don't I mean do you have faith in what you're seeing out there do you want to get, I mean would you if you were a recruit would you want to go play in that system right now I mean 
No. What excites you about what you're seeing? I mean, I think, you know, a lot of times there's kids that they don't overreact to what they're seeing. They have a lot of faith in, in the coaching staff and things like that. But it's kind of hard to miss some of these issues that Mississippi State has. And it's some of the same things that we've been talking about for weeks. And they've got to fix it. I mean, Zach Selman cannot look at the current product and, and feel good about it. In this current landscape of college athletics, you can't look at what you got on the field right now after six games and say, you know what, I, I like the direction of this. It looks good. So something has to change. Zach Arnett and his staff have got to change the direction or somebody else has got to do it. But Mississippi State in its current state is um, – I don't – I mean, they don't have juice. It's just not basically. attractive to recruits. It's not. It's just, I mean, it's not. It's just not. You come and, to the you know, games, it, it feels stale. It, it feels like it's something out of the 90s. It, yeah. you know, the, the team doesn't play an exciting brand of football on either side of the ball. I mean, th- there's just nothing that – you know, if you're selling recruits on something, it's that you could come in and play. You know, the, the, the one thing State has right now is they can offer playing time. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, I, and I don't want to go, and I don't want us to keep like hammering the atmosphere and stuff. But that stuff plays into it. Makes a difference. Mississippi, you have to make Mississippi State cool. I mean, I hate to keep bringing this up, but you talked about it last week. Ole Miss's atmosphere is cooler than Mississippi State's right now, mm-hmm. and it's only fair to talk about that because that is your direct competition within the state. PJ Woodland is interested in Ole Miss right now as well. I think he's probably going to end up at LSU. We'll see. But that's a team that their atmosphere was pretty bland, to be honest with you. They changed it. They updated it. They took it from, like, you know, pretty average atmosphere to a really good atmosphere. And Mississippi State's is just is not that. And if your football product is, is bad, maybe you can at least have something that people enjoy as far as the music and the lights and all that stuff uh, to keep people coming back. But right now, when I go to a Mississippi State game, it's kind of dread. It's dread for us. It's dread for the people in the stadium. They've got to find some juice. They have got to find something to turn this around because right now you're not attractive to uh, people nationally. Nobody's nobody's talking about Mississippi State. Nobody wants to talk about Mississippi State. You're not attracting, uh, you know, writers from around the country. You're not attracting recruits. The recruiting has has been pretty bad since about June. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to figure it out, <laughs> and that's, that's that, not that, our that, job. That Somebody stretch. else has got to figure that out. Say that stretch. They got Woodland and then Harold and, and Stonk on the same day. Then like a few days later, they had Jimothy Lewis. Terrence Hibbler was in that group. I think. That, yeah, that was a little bit before, and even and even that time you had the the four star uh, Tavares Banks, who yeah. you thought you had wrapped up, and he ends up going to Ole Miss. That should have been like a little bit of a foretelling, I guess. I don't know. So we'll see but where it's it takes. Long way to it's it's still two months to signing day, but state has state has no juice right now, none whatsoever. What I will say is this: that I will say this, they had no juice at this time last year. Either. After they lost to Kentucky, they were juiceless until they won the Egg Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, maybe that's the way to look at it. We'll see. And, and they kind of went through that, you know, 2020, 2021. And yeah. 
2019. I mean, yeah. it's been, you know, the last time that this program really had some, some juice in it, other than that, you know, kind of fluky LSU game in 2020 was beginning of 18, right after Dan left. I think people were pretty excited, mm-hmm. but the consistency of the excitement around this program has been lacking since about 2017. Yeah. Um, state's been, state's been, you know, solid most years. They had the bad year in 2020, but it's an all-SEC schedule. Mm-hmm. For the most part, this program has just been lacking that for several years now. Yeah, and I agree. It's I just, agree. Uh, you know, that there's a lot that has to happen to turn this thing around. Agreed. All those things that are, need to happen too, Robbie, they are important things. But something else is important. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee is for closers is brought to you by Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Excuse me. Over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in Anding. That would be a little weird. Yeah. And nobody, nobody. That doesn't nobody. even sound like an actual like name. Anding. Anding. I have a friend whose last name is Anding. But this is a this is an un, this is a town, a little town. It's between Larry? Bentonia and uh, Oil City. I should have said oh. Oil City. Now that I now that I think about it, but. Oil City would have been awesome. Yeah, I should I should have gone there. Oh well, because then it could become Coffee City, and we just go from there. Uh, don't forget Strange Brew Coffee House. It's a Bulldog Initiative business. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com to order it to be shipped to your door. It makes a great gift this holiday season. If you got a coffee lover in your life, go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and put something in their stocking from Strange Brew Coffee House. Obviously, no Mississippi State to talk about this week. I got choices, though, in the SEC. I got some options. I think I got to go with South Carolina. I thought Missouri was going to win anyway. I thought Missouri would win that game. Now, they won it a lot more convincingly than I thought they would, but they did win it. But South Carolina was, they were up 37 27 with seven minutes to go and had Florida sitting at fourth and 11 and couldn't get off the field and then lost the game. Mm. South Carolina's not good. Uh, They still have to play uh, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. They still have to play Clemson. Missouri. They still. They still have to play. Yeah, that's this week, I think. They have Missouri. They're looking four and eight. I got four or five wins. Yeah. Something about this. There's like a curse of the the team that we think is going to be good in the East. Three years ago, it was Florida. Last year, it was uh, Kentucky. This year, it's South Carolina. Can't wait to everybody to get on board with Tennessee next year and be like, oh, Tennessee, they're going to be great. Ah, No, not so much. Uh, A&M. I think I, I honestly do do believe, Robbie. I, I said this last week on Sports Talk Mississippi. I think the countdown clock is on. I'm, I'm not going to be totally surprised if on tomorrow's Sports Talk we're talking about Jimbo Fisher's been fired. That that is going to happen. This is going to be, man. This is going to be a. It's it's not going to be a tough decision because at this point no. it's the right it's financially tough. But seventy million. So. Is what they owe Jimbo Fisher. I know not everybody likes Barrett Salis. Not everybody's cup of tea, but 
he said this, and he he's right. Jimbo Fisher is an average coach who recruited an outstanding quarterback once and rode him to a national title, and yep. it turned into everybody thinking this guy's a great coach. I mean, Jameis Winston is a Heisman Trophy winner, one of the best college ball quarterbacks the last 20 years. And yeah, give Jimbo credit for getting him, but no. Jimbo Fisher, not a good coach. Just an they, they have the number four roster in the country. Mm-hmm. And they're four and three. And it's not like, you know, it, it's it's risen since he's been there. I mm-hmm. think when he took over, might have been top 15, mm-hmm. maybe top 20. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly where it was. So he's he's definitely recruited better players, but if you even have a top twenty roster and you're a good coach in the SEC, mm-hmm. you can win a lot of ball games. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for him to be as average as he is at A and M, and he hasn't been just they haven't been flat out bad. Last year they were bad. That was that was the one year they've been bad under him, but they haven't been good. They were good in 2020, and that was it. He's done nothing since he's been there, and it's it's remarkable. He's actually behind Kevin Sumlin now at this point in their careers. He's like two wins behind him. So he's actually performed worse than Kevin Sumlin and recruited significantly better. Mm-hmm. That's that's hard to do, man. It like, is. That, that's really hard it to is. do. So, But I'm going to give Carolina no coffee from the SEC. <laughs> I got a lot of options for the national one. I really do. Oh, you got to go Colorado. Yeah, I was thinking about Oregon. I mean, Dan Lanning just made bad decisions. Bad decisions. But they played good enough to win, but he just they, their coach killed them in that game. Well, in they um, were playing on the road against a Heisman, probably a Heisman winning quarterback. Punt the ball, man. Punt the ball. Yeah. I'm, punt. It, it, I probably would have in that situation. Mm-hmm. I also but, would have kicked two field goals inside the 10. What is yeah. he didn't do either? I mean, he just made he made bad. You take the points. You have to take the points on the maybe road. I, maybe maybe no coffee for Dan Lanning just as a person, which strikes me that would hurt him. He strikes me as a coffee guy. He he's very hyper, so he needs some uh, coffee. But it's got to be Colorado. And damn it, if I didn't go to sleep, by the way, I went to bed. It was twenty nine nothing. I was like, why am I staying up for this? I'm going to bed. You didn't watch it? No, no. I watched woke, it. Woke up the next morning and my tech my so. I've told this story before of in 2016 when Ole Miss played Florida State. Remember, they went up like 24 to three. Yeah. Half of my friends' group, they just tapped out. They went to bed, right? And like three of us stayed awake and we were going crazy as Florida State came back. And I was like, we're going to get a text from one of these guys at like four in the morning when they wake up. They're going to be like, are y'all kidding? And that's exactly what happened, right? Somebody woke up earlier, like, wait a minute, Ole Miss lost? And that's the same thing that happened here. I went to bed, and then I woke up the next morning, and I go to my friend group, and the first thing I see is a lot of y'all are going to be remembering Florida State, Ole Miss, twenty sixteen. When you when you check Twitter, and I checked Twitter, I was like, oh my god, they lost. It was twenty nine to nothing. Stanford is not a good team. Zero. That's not a good team either. Stanford's not a good team, and you just blew it. And now I don't know that they're getting to a bowl game. I don't think they are. They got to win two games of their final six, of which five of them are ranked teams. And one of them is Arizona, who just beat ranked Washington State 44 to 6 or something like that. They crushed them without Delora. That so, Arizona team was much better than people were giving a credit for. Good team. 
That is actually a decent win for Mississippi State. It's a it pretty is. Maybe so, they'll take something from that. I don't know. And I will say this though, and I'm, there's one more, one more no coffee, and it stems from this. No coffee to these people. I'm tired of the people who are like, "Oh, Colorado lost. I know that's going to make everybody happy." I'm like, Nobody cares, all right? Colorado was a fun story the first couple weeks, right? Yeah. As soon as they lost to Oregon, I'm, I was done caring about Colorado. I watched them because they play an exciting brand of offensive football. I think Sanders is really good. Travis Hunter's fun to watch. But I don't really care. But people have like these, these thoughts of just like, oh, people are going to be so happy that Colorado lost. Nobody cares that Colorado lost. I also think people don't realize that team was 1-11 year, a year ago. And just because Dion shows up, that doesn't mean you're going 11-1 and one the next year. It's tough to win. Not to mention he destroyed the whole roster and, and well, I mean, made a whole new roster. I don't have a problem with him destroying the roster. The roster he no, has. No, I don't have a problem with that. I'm just, I'm just saying it's not easy to it's to, not, to, to blow up in a, a roster if in they had gone six, six months. Win, if they had won six games, that would have been a huge triumph, in my opinion. And it still would be if they get to six wins. Heck, so. I mean, four or five wins would be big. But you've got uh, he's people. going to win there. Yeah, I, you've got people who don't follow college football who were picking them to beat Oregon. Those people were stupid. But now you have people who are like, "Well, I guess everybody's happy now, huh?" Dion lost. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Oh, yeah, like people. Some dude tweeted at me like, "There's this group of people, and they've all congregated together and made Dion like this martyr." Mm-hmm. And yeah. If you say something like, if you make fun of Colorado, if you say something, I'm. I mentioned something about like Colorado was a fun story for three games. Yeah. Some dude called me a hater. Like I, I'm not a hater. I actually yeah. love Deion Sanders. I like Deion. He's fun to watch. But it's it, to me, I'm now I'm not cheering for these people that have uh, like made this whole situation like mm-hmm. out of thin air. I'm not cheering for them to be upset. Yeah. Like Mark Jones the other day sounded like he was about to openly cry in the press box. I thought he, I, 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 they did, but at the same time, he was he was enjoying the comeback. I thought when I've gone back. No, and watched he went, when Shadir Sanders threw the interception. It was like mm-hmm. he was watching golf. Like like, why are you not the yelling catch, right the now? The catch by and I can't pronounce that Sanders receiver's name, but his touchdown catch to send it uh, to second overtime is is just incredible. Over That's Travis incredible. Hunter, by the way. Oh, it's an incredible catch. So I, I was, I was, uh, remember that? What was it? Who was it? Tyrone Prothrow made that similar yes. catch. I mean, it's the same thing, man. It's just it was against Southern Miss, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that you talk about a guy that just disappeared after he got hurt. Got hurt. He was a. That's that's the first time I had seen an injury like that. Yeah, I know there have been some in the past, yeah. but that one more, uh, one more that no one was crazy. One more no coffee. Just. Maybe maybe until like Wednesday they can't have coffee. But Louisville, Louisville was in position to be like this year's TCU, this team that runs the table and somehow gets it, and they lose to a terrible pit team. They were that was my fishy line of the week. It was my fishy line of the week because I thought Louisville should be favored by more. It ended up being fishy for the other reason because Pitt won. So, no what way. are we going to do with Air Force? We're going to enjoy them. They're fun to watch. I mean, you know what I feel bad for is James Madison. They're going to go undefeated, and they can't even go to a bowl. Never mind the playoff. They can't go to a bowl. Air Force could could easily go undefeated. If they do, they should be. You know, what are they, you going to do? With they, them? they won't. They won't get to the playoff. They just started out too too far behind. Would, the, would they be Next like a, they would, be, would they be they like a two lane and go to like 
you know. Yes. If they're the highest ranked group of five, which they should be if they're undefeated, they'll go to the Cotton Bowl. God, they'll go to the Cotton Bowl and and get to play like uh, like Penn State or Ohio State or something. Or maybe uh, Tulane last year. Maybe Oregon or something like that. That's what I'm saying. They'll get to play a team like that and they'll have a chance to beat them. So. All right. Air Force was was that team that I always played with on NCAA. How much fun! Like I like option. I took Dan Mullen to Air Force from Mississippi yeah. State, and he won I like six country. national championships. This this video going around of Mullen <laughs> going from happy to sad <laughs> is so funny. Like I've seen I have seen that before. I've seen all of those faces. Yeah, all the right. smiling is completely fake. Yes. The, uh, yeah. The uh, I'm gonna inside. Kill you he's look. he's dead. The, the I'm gonna kill you look I have seen, I've seen it. quite yeah. a few times. Yeah. Oh, what, most of it is over there taking pictures. Oh, yeah, most over. of it's to me. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow's show we'll recap what Arnett had to say at his press conference. Uh we'll talk a little more football plus our SEC picks. Still one game up on Robbie uh, as we go into week eight of the college football season. Have a great Monday, guys. Back with you on Tuesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.